Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we are excited to be back for another week of baseball talk. We've got a lot to cover because we didn't put out an episode last week. We were just a little busy, but we're back at it this week. A lot has happened around Major League Baseball. We'll give you a quick college baseball update in a little bit. The minor league season is getting ready to start here in a couple of weeks, so a lot is going on around all levels of baseball. And we are very excited to dive into it today with you guys. Trey, how are you doing on this fine morning? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we're recording this on a Wednesday morning, if I can get my weeks right. Get my second COVID vaccine tomorrow, so that should be interesting. And uh, it's just, you know, a good time here in the great Lynchburg area. I know you're in Richmond right now, but uh, I was there this past weekend at the race, so uh, it's been fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, I saw your tweets from the race. It looks like that was a fun time. You said that was your first live sporting event that you were able to cover since the whole pandemic began. So that's very exciting. I know a lot of people are having that kind of experience, being able to get back to live sporting event events, get back to covering events live in person. So it's very exciting that stuff like that is happening. And your second COVID vaccine, I'm getting mine later today. So very exciting stuff on that front as well. We are ever so slightly, you know, returning to normal just one one little piece at a time. So exciting things coming up. Um, another exciting thing that happened this past weekend in Richmond, Hardywood released the Virginia Tech Fightin' Hokies Lager. It was a, a very big deal. I didn't actually go to Hardywood to, uh, to enjoy it. I just ordered a six-pack online and went and picked it up. But there were a lot of people there at Hardywood enjoying the beautiful weather, enjoying this Virginia Tech-themed beer. I brought mine home and had some of them and had a little cookout, uh, grilled some burgers. What did it taste like? It's really, the beer is, you know, it's just, it's just beer. It's just a classic lager. The beer itself is good, but it's nothing too special. It's really all about the packaging and the Virginia Tech logo and the label. But it's a really cool thing. And, you know, they're going to do really well with it, especially when football season comes around in the fall, I'm sure. Um, With all that said, let's give you guys a quick little Commonwealth College Baseball update. Virginia Tech, our Virginia Tech Hokies, are 21-12. They've 15-9 in ACC play. They just went 1-2 against Georgia Tech this past weekend, but they bounced back with a 7-5 win against VMI on Tuesday. They're ranked 22 by D1Baseball.com and 15 by Baseball America. Some people think they could host a Super Regional when the NCAA baseball tournament rolls around later this spring. So that'd be very exciting if Virginia Tech was able to host a Super Regional in Blacksburg at that new beautiful English field at Atlantic Union Bank Park. It'd be very exciting if they were able to host a regional there. That would be really cool, and I'd have to make my way down to Blacksburg for that. Uh, UVA is 17-18. and 18. They're 9-15 and 15 in ACC play, so kind of switched with the way UVA and VT have been playing in recent years. VT playing really well this year, and UVA kind of having a down year on the baseball front. The only other Virginia school that is ranked is Old Dominion, and they are 27-7 and on the season, 
13-3 and in Conference USA play. They just went 3-1 and against Rice this past weekend. They'll play number 19, Charlotte, this upcoming weekend. And Old Dominion is currently ranked 20th by D1Baseball.com. So exciting things going on for the Old Dominion Monarchs. And that is your Commonwealth College Baseball update. Uh, another shout should be Liberty. They lost, you know, yesterday, uh, ended their 16-game home winning streak to Duke, but they did beat Tech the past weekend, and they're they're 25 and nine on the year, and you know they're they're by far the favorites in their conference, and they should be making the playoffs, uh, postseason I should say. So uh, the Flames are are a really good baseball team. They've been hovering around, you know, the bottom part of the rankings and the other receiving votes part. So uh, a lot of good baseball on the collegiate level in the Commonwealth. You know, VCU, uh, UVA played each other last night at the Diamond. So that should have been, you know, that was pretty fun. Uh, also, like we said, the minor league baseball season is getting ready to start here in a couple of weeks. I think May 4th is actually opening night for minor league baseball. I'm very excited. We already bought our tickets for the Flying Squirrels opening night here at the Diamond. I think they're playing the Hartford Yard Goats. So we're going to go see them. On May 4th, very excited for that. I'm sure the Lynchburg Hillcats will have some stuff going on down there in Lynchburg. Minor league teams all across Virginia. I'm really excited to get up to Fredericksburg sometime this summer and see the Nationals in their brand new stadium. But very exciting stuff as the minor league season gets underway here in just a couple of weeks. Actually, funny story. uh, The tickets, individual game tickets for the Flying Squirrels home games went on sale on this past Monday, April 19th. And I told Mariah, I was like, tickets are on sale we got to buy we got to go to opening day like that's a big deal that's that's fun that's exciting and so we sat down and we looked at the seating chart and we bought our two tickets for opening day and then last night we were she was talking about what she wants to do for our three-year anniversary coming up and neither of us realized that may 4th opening day of the flying squirrels is our three-year anniversary so that's what we'll be doing for our anniversary going to a baseball game probably not her preferred choice but i won't complain well, you know, you uh, congratulations, I guess you got lucky. Uh, my girlfriend and I's six month anniversary is this Saturday. So that, that should be interesting. And obviously, uh, as you approach the end of this year, we'll just put it that way. Uh, your anniversaries will get bigger and bigger, my friend. But that's uh, you got lucky, I guess. Uh, that shows, uh, I guess, true love. And uh, shout out to <laughs> Mariah for doing that. Yeah, she's not making me like sell the tickets to someone else or anything. We're still going. So should be a good time. All right, moving on to some Major League Baseball talk. A lot of stuff has happened over the past couple of weeks. We had another no-hitter. Actually, I don't know if we put out an episode since the first no-hitter that we've been able to talk about, but Joe Musgrove and Carlos Rodon have both thrown no-hitters so far this season. Kind of crazy that we had two no-hitters in the first two weeks of the season. I don't remember any time that that has happened. I don't think they'll keep up the pace of a no-hitter each week this season, but it would be pretty interesting if something like that were to happen. I'm sure we'll see at least one more throughout the rest of the season, but probably not as frequently as they did happen in the first two weeks. But congratulations to Musgrove and Rodon. Very exciting. Uh, Carlos Rodon actually had a perfect game, I think, into the ninth inning. Then he hit a batter on the foot, I believe, and that ruined the perfect game. But he held on for the no-hitter. So congratulations to Carlos Rodon on that achievement. Um, Trey, I want to ask you, what is the thing that has most surprised you about this MLB season so far? 
two favorites struggling. The Yankees had their worst record since 1977 and, you know, one of the worst teams in the NL and the team they're playing in the middle of the week is the Atlanta Braves struggling to start. I mean, they went winless for the first, you know, six games of the season. And and those two teams, while you see a team that we didn't expect, I, I expect a little more from the Red Sox compared to the Mariners. But the, the Seattle Mariners have the best record in the American League. Like, let's uh, – what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what? Like – Obviously, it's it's too early to debate it, and obviously results have changed. But like to tell me that the Mariners would go off to that good of a start is is a little shocking. So I will go with uh, a couple of teams struggling that we didn't expect, and some teams succeeding. I mean, the Red Sox are one of the hottest teams in baseball. They've won, you know, they're seven and three in their last ten, and uh, it it's just incredible. And then you know you have well, all right, so Seattle's now tied with Oakland because they lost to the Dodgers yesterday. So, But still, in fact, the Seattle Mariners are 11-7. And, seven, and uh, another team struggling, which, again, makes me feel good inside, is the Houston Astros at 7-9. <laughs> so. Yeah, the, the Mariners are the thing that surprises me the most. They, they are currently tied with the A's for first place in the AL West. They're 11-7. and seven. Uh, The Red Sox are 12-6, and six, so they actually won the other day, and they got the best record in the American League as of right now, but the Mariners just behind them at 11 and 7. I don't think that anybody really expected that. And of course, you know, we are still just in the third week of the season. We are still very, very early in the season. A lot of time left in the season for all kinds of crazy things to happen for teams to really shake themselves out and get to where they really should be in the standings. But the fact that the Mariners are right here, I don't think anybody expected them to be this good at all. So First place in the American League West, tied with the A's, who, by the way, the A's started the season 0-6, and and so the fact that they have climbed back to first place in the American League West is pretty impressive as well. But the Mariners are a big surprise to me. But they have a lot of good pieces on this team. It's not like they should just, you know, be an afterthought for the whole season. Like, they should be competitive. They have a lot of good pieces. I just don't know that anybody expected them to put it together this year. And I'm not saying they're going to finish the season in first place, but they are in first place right now, and that's impressive considering no one expected that. But also, yes, the the Braves and the uh, Yankees and all these teams that we expected to do really well, not doing well so far, um, that's surprising because I don't know what the Braves are doing. They have some injury trouble. They can't get any good pitching out of the bullpen hardly. It's just really tough to watch at times. I mean, they lost to one of the worst teams in the league yesterday. Even though they are one of the worst teams in the league, that was a little shot at your Yankees. I heard you, but uh, you got the dub last night, and uh, they play again today. So we'll see what happens. I don't think you ever paid back the bet we made. Um, You know, didn't we have a bet for uh, the, the series they had last year? I think we did. I'm pretty sure I paid it back. Okay, you probably did. I know you're a standard man. I just uh, I found something interesting. So Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers has uh, started the season with 40 strikeouts, allowing zero walks, according to the Elias Sports Bureau, which has dated back to 1893 when the pitching rubber was set at 60 feet 6 inches. Burns set the record for strikeouts by order with a walk. The previous mark belonged to Adam Rainwright, who did 35 in 2013. And according to Stats, Inc., Burns is the first pitcher in the modern era to have 40 strikes and no walks in a stretch of four games at any point in a season. 
Wow. So how about that for the start for Corbin Burns? I guess uh, an early maybe uh, Cy Young favorite for the Milwaukee Brewers. And if the Brewers get some starting pitching, that's uh, I mean that's the biggest weakness probably in their team. That would be uh, interesting for that NL Central is just getting more and more interesting. Yeah, I, I, I had heard after his third start when he had, I think, 30 strikeouts and no walks, but now he's made his fourth start of the season up to 40 strikeouts and no walks. Man, he is on fire. And yeah, if, if he keeps up this pace, then he would definitely be the favorite for the Cy Young. But the Brewers, yeah, they do have a pretty good team. How about the Reds in the NL Central, the team that you picked to win it? They're currently in first place. I did not believe in them at the beginning of the season. And, I, you know, I don't. I still want to preface everything. Shout out to Nick Castellanos. I still want to preface everything with saying it's still early. There's still a lot of baseball left to be played, but the Reds are in first place, and Trey called it. Meanwhile, the Cardinals are in third place, and the Cubs, who I predicted would be one of the wildcard teams, they're down in fourth place, tied with the Pirates for last place in the NL Central. You know, I keep, I keep saying that it's still early. We still have a lot of baseball left to be played, but when is the point in the season when you can really be confident in a team, be confident that this is what this team looks like and this is how they're going to play the rest of the season. I see 30 games. 30 games? 20 to twenty to 30 games. So we're getting there. I think in the next two weeks we'll have, if if the Yankees don't start getting it turned around and the Braves don't start getting turned around and Houston doesn't get started turning around, I think the panic button increases a little bit. I've always thought it was like late May, maybe around Memorial Day when you're you're – almost two months into the yeah. season at that point. And then you can really start to feel confident in your teams, how they're playing, or or you can start to know whether or not you need to make some changes, start making some trades. So, uh, But yeah, I mean, I, we are getting there and we are starting to see what teams are really going to look like throughout this season. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of surprises all around the league. I don't, I personally... Jay Bruce retiring? Oh yeah, yeah, Jay Bruce retired because the Yankees were just so bad he couldn't stand it anymore. Yeah, I don't think that was it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, great career by Jay Bruce, so we wish him the best in retirement. One of the things around MLB that's been kind of tough to watch uh, recently, you know, you want to put the best product on the field to get people to watch, to get fans to tune into games, to get casual fans to be really interested in games, but it's been kind of tough recently because so many big stars have gotten injured recently. And they're on the sidelines, on the injured list. They're day to day, and it's it's. I mean, it's not good for baseball. It, obviously, it's not good for those players and those teams. You wish the best for them and a, a speedy recovery. But so many big stars have been injured recently. My guy Ronald Acuna Jr. had an abdominal strain in Sunday night's game against the Cubs that kept him out of Tuesday's lineup against the Yankees. I I doubt he'll play today against the Yankees because the Braves have an off day tomorrow. So. You know, why not just give him a little bit extra rest before going into the weekend series? Mookie Betts got hit by a pitch. It hit him on his right wrist or forearm on Monday night against the Mariners, and he was out of the lineup on Tuesday for the Dodgers. You got Lance Lynn and Eloy Jimenez who are injured for the White Sox. Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers is also injured. Nelson Cruz of the Twins also on the sidelines right now. So a lot of big-name players have been injured early on in the season, and Again, you want to wish a speedy recovery for them. You want to, you know, it, it's not good for those teams that count on those players, but it's also not good for baseball when you have a lot of your biggest stars not playing due to injury. And it's it's not something that they can control, but you got to hope those guys get back on the field pretty quick because those are the guys that fans tune into the games to watch. You know, fans tune into the games 
to see Mookie Betts and all his highlight plays. They tune in to see Ronald Acuna Jr. hit a home run and steal a couple bases. They tune in to see Cody Bellinger hit a few home runs a game. So it, it's really, uh, it, you know, you got to get these guys back on the field as soon as possible. And I, I mean, I hope none of their injuries are too serious. I don't think any of them are, any of those players that I listed. I mean, Acuna's day-to-day, he should be back by this weekend series. Mookie Betts got hit by a pitch on the forearm, so I don't think he's going to be out too long. I don't really know uh, the specifics with Bellinger and Cruz. Uh, Eloy Jimenez obviously is out for uh, you know the majority of the season with his torn pectoral muscle, so that's that's the worst of these injuries that I've listed, but you got to hope these guys are able to get back on the field pretty soon. Yeah, I, I, injuries always suck. I think the NBA has faced it this year uh, with star players. I mean, it's the reason. It's part of the reason why Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP. He's also like playing one of the best offensive seasons ever. But that you know, the other favorites got knocked down. And I think part of it is these uh, the baseball turnaround is normal, but they did start later in the year, so the games are still more compressed. I think if you look at from you know when they started the season last year to now. So they're playing more games in a shorter period than they typically would. And I think that contributes a lot more to injuries. I think it's a bigger factor in the NBA when they had, you know, 79 games between seasons between the Lakers and the heat or the two teams that made the championship. It's ridiculous. And so um, I think these quicker turnarounds, which there are because of being pushback seasons is affecting teams and their bodies not being ready to sustain, you know, a normal season. And so it's something to watch for. I think um, the only sport really might not affect is football because they kept basically their schedule as normal as possible. But every other sport, you know, major sport really kind of had these compressed seasons and quick turnarounds into the next one to kind of catch up. And so you could see this being a factor. Another thing that'll be interesting to watch is the pitchers as we get deeper into the season because last year they they only had a 60-game season. So a lot of pitchers, you know, they didn't pitch as much as they would in a normal year. So seeing these pitchers go, you know, once we get three or four or five months into the season and they're pitching so much more than they did last year, it's going to be really interesting to see how that affects their arms and their shoulders and, you know, which pitchers are able to sustain it throughout the whole season, which pitchers need to be put on an innings limit, which pitchers need to be shut down, which pitchers are able to keep going. That's going to be the the really big thing to watch. And, you know, pitching is what wins you championships, and I think that's going to be more important this year than ever. Yeah, I, I agree. I think pitching is the key. Uh, I mean, it feels like the only games the Yankees win are with Garrett Cole on the mound. Uh, <laughs> I know they won yesterday, but, I mean, that guy's really good. That guy's still good. Um, at the baseball, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see. The only only time pitching doesn't matter is when Jacob Degrom is pitching for the Mets because that is true. They'll somehow lose, and he'll pitch. You know, he'll pitch eight innings strong with like ten strikeouts, and lose like one nothing on a on a home run in the top of the ninth when they pull him. Yeah, yeah. Poor Jacob Degrom. Although the Mets are currently seven and five and in first place in the National League East, they're having a decent season so far, but. I still don't think they've been able to provide DeGrom any run support. It's it's so strange how it like only happens games that he pitches. I don't get it. And you're talking about pitching. Uh, you want to guess the team that has the best ERA in baseball? Best ERA in baseball. I know it's not the Nationals because I know they have the worst ERA in baseball. You had to say that. I had to. Is it the New York Mets? 
It is not the Mets. Is it? It's not the Yankees. It's a team we talked about. It's a team we talked about. Okay. The Mariners? No. Hmm. The Reds? It's No. <laughs> it's the Brewers. Oh, the Brewers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, Corbin Burns, the season that he's having, they've got some other good pitchers so in that rotation. The Brew Crew, you know, shocking some people. And and they are pitching really, really well, and they're they're playing well. And when you have a guy like Christian Yelich... You can and you pitch really well. You got a shot to win a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. Christian Yelich, Corbin Burns on the mound. They've got. I mean, they've got a decent team. I think that they can make a run at it. I didn't have them uh, making the playoffs in our preseason predictions, but you never know. You never know what could happen. Did I? I didn't. No, I don't think you did either. You had the Reds winning that division. I forget who your wild card teams were. It was the Cardinals and And Padres. The Padres. Yeah. By the way, how about that Padres Dodgers series this past weekend? Did it you watch intense. any of that? It was intense. I'm ready. I'm already ready. I'm already ready for their postseason matchup. Like I am. Like let's lock it in. Like I. <laughs> it, but somehow the Cardinals are going to be the Padres in the wild card game. Just watch that game one. Whatever. Game one of that series last uh, Friday night. That was crazy. I think it went 12 innings. I was working Friday night, so I was I was over here working. And I had the game on my other computer, and we were watching that. We were talking about it. It was a crazy game. Uh, just going into extra innings tied up, 12th inning, and then the Dodgers were finally able to pull away and win that game. And then the other two games, they were fun to watch as well, and now we get to do it all again this coming weekend as they play another series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So very exciting stuff with the Dodgers and the Padres. It'll be fun. All right, Trey, uh, some stuff happened over in Europe with some soccer teams this week and I don't really understand it but you want to talk about if it could happen in baseball why don't you take the lead on this basically what happened is is uh these top European soccer leagues which are mostly owned by non I won't say non-European but outsiders of their country especially the ones in England uh it was the likes of you know Real Madrid Barcelona Manchester United Manchester City Chelsea Arsenal Liverpool Juventus, other teams, other these top teams in Europe basically wanted to form their own league. It's called the European Super League and to earn a lot of money for the top flight teams. And basically, the way European soccer works in your domestic league, like the top teams earn the money for the bottom teams, if that makes sense. And you, you, you play, you let it decide on the pitch, and that's how you qualify for Champions League. Um, you know, you've seen teams be able to break through that are lower, like Leicester City is a great example of winning the Premier League, breaking through the Champions League. Um, so it, it pissed a lot of fans off, and, it, you know, it, I got it. Like, I got why they are doing it. It's, it's to make a boatload of cash, and I, I, I kind of was not the biggest fan of it. I, I, you know, but European soccer is so big. Like, like that's their baseball for us, like times like twenty, like they they it's their religion, like that that's how much they're passionate about it, and so it pissed a lot of people off. So my wonder is if like the the Yankees, the Red Sox, what if like one day like the Yankee the, the Yankees, Red Sox, like the top teams were tired of not winning a World Series every year, and like you had the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, um, Braves. Every team in a top market, like the, let's just take Cubs. the top 10 markets, the Cubs, um, the White Sox, let's just take those top 10. And and they basically form their own league, and they win, and they make the money. Like that's basically what would happen. Because in baseball, the top teams help earn for the bottom teams, and they compete on 
And that's, you know, interesting to see. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, that 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 would be like terrible, I think, for baseball. But <laughs> probably, so. probably. But uh, if you, um, how about I'm gonna throw this out there. What if they, you know, because the, if I understand it, this European Super League, it's teams from different leagues in Europe that are coming together to form one league. So they already have that basically with the Champions League. Yeah. You're saying let's make one with baseball. Yeah. So what if you had, you know, you get the Yankees, the Red Sox, Dodgers. Cardinals and Cubs from MLB. You get, you know, the Yamayuri Giants from Japan, the Kia Tigers from Korea. You know, the best teams from all the leagues all around the world come together and form a big That'd be like a baseball Champions super league. league. Though. That'd be like Champions League, which has already exists. This is like a subset of the Champions League. Uh, okay. And like in soccer, you have to qualify for the Champions League by doing well in your domestic. Like Manchester United, who's part of this, or was part of this, like every team is pulled out now. Like it, it blew up in their faces because basically UEFA and FIFA were like, yeah, your players can never play in in the <laughs> Champions League or the Euros or the World Cup. And so it, it blew up in their faces because of fan support and a lot of people being against this. Um, they have the Champions League. So like theoretically speaking, you could – Basically, what you would do in baseball is if you're the top four teams in the MLB, you get to go to the, the Baseball Champions League. That happens in soccer. Like, the top four teams in the Premier League, where you finish, go to the Champions League every year. And that – it was just basically, like, qualify. They, they were like, we're going to just make our own thing and never have to qualify. Huh. So. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I can see how that would be bad for for the sport. Major League Baseball, if you got any thoughts about the season, tweet us at Trey Lyle, at Mackins21, also at Foulball Area across all social platforms. Make sure you rate and subscribe our podcast. Thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, Matt, I hope you have a good week. You want uh, any any nuggets to uh, wrap the show up with? I'm just hoping we get a good game between the Braves and the Yankees tonight. I'm hoping that Acuna comes back into the lineup on Friday night. And that the Braves can turn it around here because I'm tired of tired of watching them lose. I thought they were going to be good this year again, but we'll see. Still a lot of baseball left to be played. A lot of baseball left to be played. Thank you so much for listening this week. And we will be back uh, soon going to two-day-a-week two podcast once we figure out schedules and stuff because the season will be picking up very soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.